Hey, Nick. Hey, Jeff. What's going on? I'm getting ready to light up a Bishop. I just had a Gator. That's awesome. Aren't they great cigars? You know, they really, really are. You can pick up your own Bishop and Gator over at MartinezCigars.com. MartinezCigars.com? MartinezCigars.com has the Bishop and Gator in a variety of size packages. (laughs) Packages. You would like that, wouldn't you? (laughs) Anyway, head on over to MartinezCigars.com for the Bishop and Gator. Now coming to you from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios. It's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Bird, Nick, and with me, kind of, sort of, as always... A very cold gator. We are having to uh, do another episode remote, because... Remotely. Quite honestly... Parts unknown. We are in the middle of... Snowmageddon 2021. <laughs> I keep expecting yeah. the plow to come rolling down the street with some dude chained to the front of it who's just playing like a two-neck guitar. <laughs> you know? I got that reference. Yeah, I was going to say, the plow comes down the street and all you hear is... It's just time to plow, mother. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. Cause like it's Thunderdome in here. Yeah, because it's Snowmageddon 2021. Oh, anyway. my God. So yeah, I'm yeah, current- this is a hot mess. Dude, this sucks. <laughs> I am yeah, I am in the, I'm in the ice tent and I uh I had to trudge my way through um at least seven inches of, of dry powdery snow to get out here. The uh, Yeah, current- we have seven inches of snow here uh in Waterloo, Illinois, where I'm recording, and it is drifting hard. I mean, I'll tell you the current temperature as I record sitting out here. It is 5 degrees in Lebanon. However, with the 19-mile-per-hour north-by-northwest wind, it is feeling like negative <laughs> 15. I am currently in the garage of solitude, and <laughs> I have the door popped so I can smoke, but then I put up cardboard in front of the door so I don't get that direct wind right on my gents. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, I bought a second heater for the ice tent. And it has done wonders for keeping it warm out here. And I have my insulated thermal socks on. That was my problem last night is my feet got cold because the heat would rise off the floor. So all yep. the rest of me was good except for my feet. But now I'm going to tell you I'm right golden. now, folks, if you've never appreciated what the Sakar pulpit has done for you up to this point, you need to understand what we're doing now to get you a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting comfortably. I got my glass iced tea. I mean, I'm doing all right, but yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I'm 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 freezing out here in the but, garage. But, but see, by God, I'm gonna power. But through. see, you realize what this is, Jeff? This is the parable of uh, what is it? The ant and the grasshopper. The hell are you talking about? I'm the little ant that prepped for winter time. I don't remember Jesus telling this parable. I'm the little ant that prepped for winter time. I bought is an that ice. In the apocrypha? I bought an ice tent. I bought a light. I have multiple that's heaters. That's not in Matthew, Mark, Luke. Or I God. have the fan attached to the vent so that I don't even need to open a window to smoke in here. You're, I don't even think they recall it in the book of Acts. You're the goofy little grasshopper running around having a good time. And then when the snowfall comes, you're like, let me in, let me in. And I'm like, no. Yeah, because I've been out nailing all the other grasshoppers <laughs> living life. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. I the, all, all the little grasshopper larvae. Oh, I, on the other hand, I'm prepped. I'm ready. I'm warm. And you're sitting in a cold-ass garage with a crappy heater. <laughs> I'm freezing. 
my nuts off right now. <sighs> That's how much I care. Well, today we're going to be smoking a selection from the uh, oh no February my my. One of my cardboard. Oh no! <laughs> Where'd it go? It, it dropped twenty degrees in three seconds. Did it go like into the street? It just fell down into the snow outside. Yeah, uh, re- reached the door. So it's, yep. de- so it's dead to you now. <laughs> it's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so cold. <laughs> oh. oh god. So anyway, as I was saying, we're going to be smoking a selection from the February My Monthly Cigars box since we didn't do so last Friday because we had Trey Mac from Aladino on. So today we're going to be Trey sm- Mac. Trey Mac. So today we're going to be smoking the Five Vegas Nicaragua. It's a five by fifty Robusto featuring an Ecuadorian and Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and Nicaraguan filler. And this cigar was blended by AJ Fernandez. Okay then. Yeah. Probably means we're going to get a nice pepper bomb on the front, but you know we cannot assume that, so we'll we'll wait and experience it. I'm having to figure out how to get the foot band off because normally I would just use my thumbnail, but uh, I split the hell out of my thumbnail the other day. You, you told me that this morning, <laughs> and um, so now I've I've my wife had some nail glue that she put on it and. It's just, it's weird. It's, it's. You should have used Gorilla Glue and then sued him like that lady with her hair. It's basically like Gorilla Glue, but it's not Gorilla Glue. It's, it's, na- <laughs> it's designed for nails. So this at least, you know, is appropriate to the packaging. So. Why would anyone put Gorilla Glue in their hair? Jeff, people are stupid. Apparently. People are very, very stupid. <laughs> Who does that? Anyway. I mean, that lady, but. Anyway, yeah. well, how about we go ahead and prep to uh, cut the cigars? And the official cutting is brought to us by Dan the Man Ponder over at Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. Now, you and I hung out over at Riverman the other day. I, I actually made two trips to Riverman you did. on uh, Saturday. You did. Yep, I did. And had a great time. Went in, bought some cigars, and then you called up and you were all sad sacky and wanted to hang out. And I ended <laughs> up going back and, and trying to talk you down off the ledge. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> You make it sound so horrible. No, you and I were talking about going uh, to a to a cigar place that's a little closer in proximity to our houses, but boy, they just don't have the selection like Dan has over. No, Riverman. they don't. And they don't. Um, you know, it's just not quite as comfortable a spot to just sit and chill out as Dan's it's a, it's over a there. Location and, and it, the guy that owns it's very nice. Very nice. Very nice. But by God. It's hard to beat Dan over at Riverman Cigar Company. So we we went over to Riverman and we had a wonderful time. Uh, Dan was preoccupied. He was busy, so he wasn't in. So we sat and hung out with Miss Cindy and had a wonderful time talking to Cindy over there. And a couple others socially distanced in the uh, lounge there. Had a good time. It was a wonderful time. And we got to talk and hang out and learn about, um, you know, past... uh, customers and clients and everything and we talked cigars and it was a great time and let me tell you guys hanging out at riverman it's it's something that you need to add to your bucket list you need to get it you know add it to your bucket list so you can you can experience a really wonderful cigar shop that it's like cheers everybody knows your name you just walk in and you're just you're comfortable already but you can chime in on this at all hold on i'm gonna face my door Okay. I'm like watching Jeff on the FaceTime here and it's just the camera's just spinning around all over and I don't even know what's going on. Sorry about this, Dan. 
I'm freezing cold. (laughs) Well, while Jeff is freezing cold, let me tell you about Dan's Humidor. He's got a wide selection of cigars, including the full line of Aladino cigars, Martinez cigars. He's got a ton of Crown Head cigars over there and and tons of other brands as well. I know I went through there the other day and I picked out, um, you know, four or five cigars just for sitting and chilling. Uh, that night that we were there, but let me tell you guys, it's it's hard to walk into Riverman and not find some cigar that you're like, oh my gosh, I really want to smoke that, or it, it's just a personal favorite or something that you've wanted to smoke for a while or something like that. I mean, Dan, he does a good job curating up his humidor. Are are you back yet, Jeff? Okay, I think I fixed my issue. Okay. Well, why don't yes. you go ahead and tell everybody why they should go to Riverman Cigar Company? Because it's a hoot. There you go. We had such a good time the other night, and we sat, we talked, we smoked. I mean, it was like old times. Old times. And I missed that, and it was nice. Well, there you go. Well, guys, if you're in the St. Louis area, do yourself a favor. Swing by the Riverman Cigar Company. And go say hi to Dan the Man. And if you're not in the St. Louis area, Dan does mail order. So just give him a call and he can get a box of cigars sent to you right away with all kinds of goodies and everything else. I mean, he takes care of people. So let me let me finish up by saying one thing. What's that? You can go in there, you can get Alec Bradley, you can get Fuente, you can get Martinez cigars, you can get Manuel Casada, the 1974. They have it in there. And God love them. They got that cigar in just for me. And everybody else is smoking it. And I can hardly ever get it. (laughs) Um, And then you can also get the full line of JRE Tobacco Aladino cigars. Yes. The Tadascan Yellows. um, You know, shout out to JRE Aladino Mobile Studios for sponsoring us. We are broadcasting from the JRE Aladino Mobile Studios. Yes. Studio A and B. Studio A and B. Well, that's why they're that's right. mobile studios is because, yes. you know, one's currently in the ice tent. The other's currently in the garage. By cardboard and a heater, I'm going to end up setting <laughs> everything on fire with. <laughs> that glass of whiskey that's about to spill off of the car is not going to help the situation. No, don't throw the whiskey <laughs> onto the fire, Jeff. No, it that will not put it out. It will not put it out. Yes. Anyway. Anyway, so anyway, um, go go to Dan the Man over at Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. Look him up online. Get yourself a uh, you know a nice little mail order. He'll hook you up. Dan the Man over at Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. So with that, it's time that we go ahead and cut the cigar. Boy, that was the longest, most rambling, random ad we've ever done for Dan, dude. Well, and in, in, in I, I have to apologize. Sorry, Dan. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have to get up. And I dropped and raised the garage door. Because every time I dropped it, it would start going back up. Like, no, no, no. Well, your goddamn cardboard went flying on you. and that- It did. So I have readjusted the cardboard. I've got it hopefully jammed up against the wall by putting a, a like a mop handle in between Kristen's tailpipes up against the garage door to hold the cardboard in place. Oh, Here. my it, God. Just so you can see it. Oh, my God. This, what this kind is- of... Wacky, on, this is the yeah. Wait current a situation. Oh my! Oh my God! Hang on! Hang on! <laughs> Screenshot. <laughs> current situation, right there. That's some jankiness, right there. Yes. Why are you it in shorts? 
Because I don't have the sense God gave a chicken. I was going to say, you're complaining about being cold, but yet you're sitting there in shorts and are the flip-flops on? No, no, God, no, no, oh. no. I, sat, I gave up the flip-flops for the farm boots today. Oh, this is cute. So you're in the drug rug and gym shorts with farm boots. Yes, it's there, a look. There you, it sure is. Yeah. It's def- definitely on. a look. Oh, no, I don't need to see the full look here. Oh, my. Yep. Yep. That's it's not attractive. <laughs> Why do you have two matches? What's that? Why do you have two matches? I'm doing the two match challenge. Are you seriously going to try and light that cigar with, with just matches? <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, apparently I'll be giving you flavor notes today because Jeff's not going to be able to light his cigar. So why don't we go ahead and do the cold draw here? Okay. Okay. Mm. You're going to think I'm nuts. It's sweet, dude. Caramel. It's okay. All right. Yeah. No, I actually don't think you're nuts. It's sweet. Like right away, as soon as it hits the lips, that cigar is sweet. It's not sweet tipped, but it's it's a very sweet tobacco. As soon as it hits, it's so good. Once it hits your lips, it's so good. You gotta okay. Now you have to plug that that in from uh, old school. What? You have to plug in the uh, Will Ferrell from old school. As soon as it hits your lips, it's so good. I don't know where that is. I, I I'll have find, to find it and send it to you. God damn it, Jeff! Why do I you... love making extra work for you? I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> this is not, guys. Good luck. Good. Good luck getting to me in the blizzard. Jeff doesn't understand, guys, that when we do these episodes where we're recording remotely like this from one another, <laughs> especially the Tuesday ones where we have Ask the Boys, which is coming up, by the way, um, it's like infinitely oh. harder for me to edit this thing together. And that's when Jeff inevitably is like, hey, by the way, let's drop in this random sound effect that you have to go find, <laughs> you know? But the problem is I do understand. Oh, so you're just, yeah, so you're definitely just doing it to be a dick then. Cold retro. Oh, I've, I've already lit. Oh, caramel. <laughs> well, I should have brought more than two matches. <laughs> yeah, considering you light both of them at the same time, that's like all you got, and they're out. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oopsies. <laughs> I'm, I'm lit. I don't mean like what you've been doing in your spare time in the snow, you know? I mean, <laughs> oh no, you get the marijuana gummies. No, you give me a second here <laughs> as I start drinking at three o'clock in the afternoon. There you I go. Something to warm me up. You're going to so be like, hmm, nice and lit. Yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be nice and, uh, you know, saucy by the end of this episode. Well, here, go. look, this is, this is my whiskey. Well, how many fingers do you think that is? Oh my God. That's like a freaking big, like, one of those big, like, soda glasses. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Yeah, it is. Your ex-wife needs to gird her loins. <laughs> Jeff's going to be coming in hot. <laughs> you won't let me anywhere near if I'm drunk. <laughs> oh, Lord of mercy. No, that, uh, yeah. By the end of this, I should be good and lit up. All right, then. Well, there you go. Hey, where am I going to go? There's a foot of snow on the ground in some places. It's valid. It's very, very valid. I have nowhere yep. to go until Wednesday at the earliest, and that's assuming I can get out of my house to do that. So Exact same, buddy. I'm yep. in the same boat. So, right off the bat. What do you get there, brother? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. oh. hail. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right off the bat. Um, 
<clears throat> you could definitely tell. Sorry. That's okay. I just did a retro, but uh, it did not make my head explode. You can definitely tell this is an AJ Fernandez blended scar. Yeah, there's pepper. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's the AJ pepper. That was pepper. Everything I know about the cigar, I didn't think that'd come on until later, but there it was. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was pepper. That was definitely, definitely pepper. Yes. Um. Oh, my. Well, yeah, that, that just. That hit, that hit hard. That was that was a thing. That hit hard. Um, otherwise, that sweet kind of caramel flavor is still hanging on. So it's kind of a nice mix between uh, kind of caramel and uh, and pepper. <laughs> yep. Oh. Yeah, it's still got like you said on the smoke. It's got a little bit of that sweetness to it. Oh my god! I'm still getting the caramel now that I lit up, but I, I can't tell if it's caramel or just sweet. Yeah. It's good though. I'm, I I like this yeah. cigar. I will say I like it. But my God, that retro hail just kind of came out of nowhere and just kind of knocked me straight on my ass. This is one of those situations, like where the guy goes to the doctor and he goes in, and the doctor says, "Hey, what are you here for?" And he goes, "Doc." He goes, he, and he struggles and lifts his arm up over his head. And he goes, it, "He goes, it really hurts when I lift my arm up over my head like this." And the doctor goes, "Don't do that." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but see. If I don't retrohale, then I'm going to catch shit for not retrohaling. So I kind of have to retrohale. Well, let's be honest. You're here for the experience for the listener, not for you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you've got to step up, and I'm proud of you for it. Well, there you go. Oh, well, yes. Yeah, so as we were discussing earlier, everybody is currently dealing with Snowmageddon 2021. Oh, the Midwest is hammered. Dude, it's not just them. I mean, I, you and I, we've got a number of followers down in Texas that have been oh, I've um, seen it's a sheet of ice down messaging. There. Yeah, talking about the sheet yep. of ice. And so many people without power that yeah, they're having scary. to deal with all of this and not have power. I mean, it's yeah, just that's scary. It's problematic, you know? So hopefully everybody's uh, staying safe and all that, but it's, it's a mess yeah, stay, out there. Stay off the road. Stay home. I don't care what you got going. If it ain't an emergency, don't be out in it. But I just want to tell you all, for those of you who didn't buy ice tents, I told you so. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the top to collapse on that and take you out. No, you know what? The be- beauty of that is this is all that really dry powdery snow. So all I have to do is just kind of tap the roof every 20 minutes or so from the inside. And I just hear it fall off. And it's wonderful. Yep. Yeah, I will give you that. You're not dealing with a wet, heavy snow. No. If I were dealing with a wet, heavy snow, I would have woke up to finding this thing, like, collapse over on me. Mm-hmm. It is windy AF outside, though. What do you think? Know. About 20 mile an hour? Uh, Yeah. I'd say about close yeah. to that. And it's, it's and causing... It, and it's blowing this stuff all over the place. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm that, looking out that's the... That's going to be a problem. I'm looking out the window of my tent here, and it's just whipping around everywhere, and I can hear it hitting the walls. See, that's the beauty of this, is that... I'm blocked from the wind, and I have the insulation, you know, to keep the temperature in. I mean, even when I first opened up the tent to, you know, turn on the heaters and everything and start to preheat the tent, I would say that it was a solid 30 plus degrees warmer inside the tent just because of that insulation. That's awesome. You know, I'm sitting here right now, hand to God telling you guys. I've got two sweatshirts on. I've got a sweatshirt, and then I've got a hoodie on over that, and I have some insulated socks and a pair of jeans. And, guys, I am roasty-toasty. I'd say it's probably 60, 60-ish. 
in my tent right now with yep. one kind of taller electric heater and one smaller ceramic electric heater that sits on the tabletop and blows directly at me. So for what it's worth, I'm looking at my heater right now. It's 32 degrees in the garage. Mm-hmm. Still better than being outside on the deck. I'll say that. Definitely. You've got an advantage of about 27 degrees sitting in your garage, exactly. which uh, does make all the difference in the world. But my God. Yes. Anyway. True. True. So, yes. When I was a kid, I'm going to talk about snow for a minute. Okay. So we used to get big snows like this when I was a kid. And I'm trying to remember, was it, it was late 70s. There was also one in the early 80s, maybe 82. I, I don't remember the years. I should have looked it up before I didn't. Um, but I remember as a kid taking our three-wheeler. We had a big, a Honda Big Red. And I would take that thing and I would get it up to full speed and I would ram into snow drifts just full bore, you know, going as fast as I could muster yeah. in between drift to drift. You know, I'd be going 25, 30 miles an hour and just plow head first into the snow drift. Boy, that explains and so much. <laughs> I would hit that thing and it would stall out the three-wheeler and I'd have to dig it out of the snow drift and then I'd go ram into the next one. And I just wasn't very bright as a child. As a child? Okay, it followed me into a <laughs> That sounded like it was but, a setup joke, but in reality, that was totally off the cuff. Yeah, but it was so much fun. Oh, I and can imagine. I don't, think, I don't know if kids get to experience the oh, snow like they did when we were kids. Dude, so there's a park that was near where I grew up, um, and my mom would take my brother and I over there when it would snow, and it was Pleasant Ridge Park, and they have... Oh, I know where that is, yeah. And so, okay, they've got a couple of hills and these two hills basically like converge into like a valley and it's the best valley for sledding. I mean, it just, it's just this massive valley that you can just go down either side. And so you sled down to the bottom and you trudge up to the top of the other side and you sled back down. And it was the greatest thing. So we'd go out there with our, um, we had those big discs, you know the the oh, round the saucers. Yeah, yeah, the round plastic saucers. So like we, in uh, like in Christmas vacation. Yeah, but he had a metal one. We had, we had the plastic red plastic ones. And okay. dude, there was one year we went out there, and like it was so much. It was such a pain in the ass, but it was so much fun because there was like a layer of ice on top of that snow. So oh. you would just rock it down the freaking hill on this saucer, man. And you're spinning, you know, because you can't, like, concentrate to, like, keep yourself going forward, you know, on it. because Like, yeah. facing forward. So as you're going down this thing, you're just spinning in circles going down this hill. You get to the bottom, and now you got to trudge back up the hill, but there's that layer of ice. And so that was half the fun is you're spending three times as long trudging up the hill as you did going down because you're having to, like, jam your toes and your fingers into the ice to, like, basically climb it up like a ladder. So you really thought you were doing something. Like, you were climbing Everest in your mind. Oh, dude, as a kid, it was the best time ever. Oh, that's awesome. Now, now I look at this and all I think is, damn, it's going to suck to drive in that. I know. When, when, does, when, do, when do you lose the joy of snow? Like when does some people don't, and I don't trust those people. I know, but like at some point, yeah, I know a couple people that are like, "Oh my god, I love snow," and it's like at some point, 
as an adult, you learn to hate this stuff. And I yep. and it, is it when you get your driver's license? Is that when the when the joy of snow goes away? You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I think you may be onto something. I think that's because it because I, think- I don't remember playing in snow. Okay, I played in snow on the three wheeler still after that, but not like I did when I was before I could drive. Like mm-hmm. there's something magical about being a kid and being out in this. Yeah, the only time you care about snow when you're old enough to drive is that it gets you a snow day. Truth. Which, by the way, let's talk about that for a minute. I think that's going to be a thing of the past. Okay, my schools are still giving snow days, but some of them are doing the remote day. So I know where you're coming from. I, today, have been dealing with all of my superintendents in my area posting the uh, snow closures for school for the next day. However, at least one of my school districts is having e-learning day tomorrow, and they're going to be doing it remote. And my whole thought process is, why aren't they all doing that? They've all had experience doing remote learning for, what, over a year now? That's where I disagree with you. Let the kids be kids. Oh, I get it. I get it. But you get what I'm saying is it's hard to justify a snow day now that you've gotten the experience of all this e-learning, you know? Yeah. And see, all bets are off anymore, though, if you think about it. Do you even have to make up snow days anymore with the way that the school year's been with part remote and part in class? Like, I don't know if they're if they oh. have to even get so many days to make the gear count anymore. I wouldn't think so. Yeah. I mean, I, all I would think off. it would be extraordinarily hard for a school district to try and insist upon, okay, you know, well, we, we have to make up this. Board yeah. Making that. Yeah. I just think it's going to be real hard to insist upon something like that. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway. But it, we are in Illinois, so God knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so what are you getting on your stick? So um, Pepper has actually kind of subsided, not subsided, but it has ratcheted back a little bit. It's not nearly as just wicked strong as it was before. And so it's it's gotten much more, a little leathery. Kind of leathery. I don't know. What about okay. you? What are you? What are you gonna get on yours? You know what? I'll give you that. Okay, that's weird. I'll give you that, but it is. It's yeah. I it's it's got that the, you, the the taste of how leather smells. Yeah. Are you still getting the uh, good flavor note? By the way, buddy. Hey, thanks. You still getting the pepper? No, I can't say that. But I haven't done another retro hail. Okay. I wasn't really getting it on the stick as much as just on the retro hail. Gotcha. Oh, it was there on the stick. I wasn't getting it as much on that. Okay. Well, there you go. Now, Jeff, I got to ask. You called me this morning, and you said um, that you have a big idea. And you asked me if if you wanted me to have you tell you or have you tell me the idea then on the phone or if you wanted it cold onto the show. And I yes. said, just hang on and tell me on the show. So Yes, and I'm so glad that we did that. Because I have the million dollar idea. Okay. And I'm scared to even put this out because somebody's going to steal our idea. Oh, God. I, this is our million dollar idea. More so than uh, let us toss your salad? No, and that restaurant would go over so well. <laughs> and you guys are all stopping me. But anyway. So, <laughs> I got my salad it. tossed I, at lettuce. I told you to make the t-shirts. You don't need the restaurant. Just make the damn true, t-shirts, true. you know? Yeah, that is copyrighted, by the way, people. So, don't steal it. Did you really? Um yes good for you anyway i'm gonna do the t-shirts good for you so here's my billion dollar idea okay are you sitting you're sitting down i hope i am indeed i'm sitting down yes 
I stole. I actually got the inspiration for this from listening oh, to the Greatest sakes. Generation. So this is not an original idea. What it is is you're ripping somebody else off, and now you're telling no, everybody not to idea, rip us but I off. Got it from a discussion they were having about their Star Trek cards. Oh, which, God. by the way, I think I have some of, and I know I have some <laughs> Star Wars cards somewhere at the farm. <laughs> I really do. You got your Star so, Trek trading cards. Dude, I have the hollow foil super chase set. (laughs) Yes, with the hologram image. Oh my god! Ooh, holographic spot. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, ready for this? Oh god! I think we need to introduce a line of cigar cards. We could do the whole manufacturer series, so you could have. Oh, sweet! You get like a Nick Perdomo rookie card. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you know, you got Jonathan Drew in the goggles. You got, oh you know, God. Uh, you got Husto, you know, uh, Oscar, you know, Manuel Casada. Think of that. You have all these manufacturers, and then you have the sub series, like the bonus cards for the, the cigar media. So that would be like us and Al and, you know, Mark and Aaron. So, all right. Okay. 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 I'm, I'm, Are you following I'm me? I'm following on you on this. So, like, what kind of stats would we put on these on these cigar cards? So, like, maybe like, um, you know, um, um, like brands thought that far ahead, like brands created or something like that, or yeah, brands created, or you could, yeah, you could do like types of tobacco used. You know, yeah. it's like he's used eight types of tobacco in his cigars. Yes. Well, he's only used three. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you could have like. Like, you know, um, you know, the Martinez and you could have, you know, just go down the list of all these different manufacturers and they would all have their own cards. I like this idea. And then and then what we could do is we could have certain manufacturers when we see them at hopefully TPE, which may or may not happen. But when we run into them and you and I do run into these guys from time to time, we have them sign a certain percentage of the cards. The oh, and then we have the, the autograph cards like yes. randomly inserted into the packs. Yes. We'll see. Okay. So I don't know if you follow baseball cards at all, but I know for a while, I don't know if they're still doing it or not. Um, I worked at a baseball card shop. When the hell was that? Probably 15 years ago or better. And, um, of course you did, by the way. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, Anyway, but the hot thing at the time was they would take a player's jersey, all right? And this company would cut up the jersey, little swatches of fabric, and you would get the jersey card. You got a piece of the jersey, you know, and everything. And these baseball card guys were all about that. Dude, we could do that. We could get, like, a piece of, like, wrapper leaf from, like, Oliva. And we could like cut it up the wrapper leaf and put it on the card and just be like, oh man, I got a P, I got an official Oliva wrapper piece card, you know? Right? Oh yeah. This is, oh dude, I think this is I'm coming together. This is coming together. Yeah. And think about this. So you, you, know can't put bubble, you can't put bubble gum in with the cards though. Like we gotta, no. we gotta figure something out. More oh, appropriate we, we, than we, that. We, we put a little, uh, like a little rollers blend, like a little guy. Like a Toscano or something. Yeah, it's like a little, yeah. little beady baby cigar. Yeah, a, a Bambino. Bambino. <laughs> <laughs> so, now think about this. So, you know how they have, like, 
the they used to have those cards where you'd have a little piece of the bat. Have you seen those? Yeah, the little sliver, they a little wood. sliver yeah, of the bat. Yeah, yeah. Well, we do that, but with like the Perdomo box. Mm. Or yeah, you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think we're onto something. I like this. I like this a lot. And you you could have them for sale in all the brick and mortars across the country. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Then you got to get your. I don't want to live then, in a world where I can't get, you know, the Husso Aroa card. Then you got to get. Oh, dude! And then you got to have the Legend series that has like Julio Aroa. Oh my God! You know, See? and like and like Nick uh, Senior. Exactly. I mean, yeah. You start breaking out like all the like the the guys you know that have come before. Oh my God, Nick! We're on to something. You could get like Winston Churchill and George Burns and those guys into that set too. Classic, Ooh. the classic smoker subset. See, dude, this oh. is a thing. <laughs> You're inspired, aren't you? This actually is really funny <laughs> and kind of <laughs> smart. You know, it could be, it could be even, a good I idea. Mean, even coming from me. No, even coming from you, this could be a good idea. I can see guys want to collect those. I'm telling you, and, and like the rookie cards, you have like the up and comers. You know, you have like the 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 the. The Black Star uh, line cigars. You have the the um, the Amendola cigars. You yeah, know, you have the, the rookie cards. Yeah, yeah. You have like the rookie cards. Well, and just think about it. you're sitting in the lounge. And okay, now here's what here's what we could do. We could take this a step further. Is we put together some sort of game with the card set. Oh my so god! It's like magic, but oh. with the cigar companies. It's like Pokemon cards. Yes. It's like instead of you whipping out your Charizard to take out that guy's two Pikachu's, I'm breaking out, you know, um, Nick Perdomo to take out um, <laughs> your, exactly your Drew Estate and your Rocky Patel. Oh my exactly. god! <laughs> <laughs> now we can even my take Nick Perdomo can totally kick the shit out of your Rocky Patel. Anyway, we oh can my even god. <laughs> and what we do is then we get an app made. So when you walk in the cigar store. You find all these cigar manufacturers in the uh, humidor and in the lounge. So it's like Pokemon Go, only yes. you know, you're like throwing like you know a humidor at them instead of a little Pokeball. Yes, this is dumb. You've taken it too far. <laughs> I was with you with the baseball cards, but you've taken it too far. But think of all the people that were wandering around like zombies with their phones a couple of years back. That's what it would be like now in the uh, humidor. A couple of years back, I was just at a restaurant on. It was that. It was sometime last week, and I was waiting uh, for a table, and I look outside, and there's these two, like, zombie teenage kids wandering around in the street, and they're just staring at their phones, and I'm thinking, it's balls cold out. What are you guys doing? And then I see them do the infamous finger swipe up, like, multiple times, and I'm thinking, eh. Pokemon Go, they're still doing it. Wow, I didn't know that was still a thing. It apparently is still a thing. Now, think about it. When you get the Mr. Jonathan card from Cigar Authority, how excited you're going to be. We'll see. And and if now, I'll, I'll give you this. If it's a paper card, it's just a picture. If you do it digitally, maybe he dances on the card a little bit. Like the little hologram thing. Yeah. Oh, now there oh. you go. There's your holographic chase card. It's a picture of Mr. Jonathan dancing. Oh, well, and then, well, you've got the picture of him standing by himself by the tree. Or you've got our picture on the beach. That could be our card. Oh, I don't want that to be my card. 
<laughs> I have I have way better ideas for my cards. Well, if we're in charge that. of it, we can make a whole bunch of our cards. Exactly. We'll I flood don't flood the market with cigar pulpit cards. But see, you don't want to flood the market with just us because then we're just the you know we're the we're the commons. I don't want to be the commons. I want to be the rare. Oh, see, okay, valid point. I You're more be, of the card collector than I. I want to be the rare. I want to be the one that's worth money. None of these are going to Dude, be worth no, money. Here's the thing. No, okay. Let we're gonna go down a nerd road for a moment here. Oh God. So okay, back in the '90s, there were lots of cards, not just sports cards. There were lots of cards. One yes. of which happened to be the first set of Marvel Comics superhero trading cards. Okay. Ooh. Now, prior to the first set of Marvel comic tri- uh, superhero cards coming out, there was a comic book, X-Force number one. In that comic, they polybagged it and they put little, they put like five different cards. So they had like five different characters on the cards, one of which was Deadpool. Okay. Okay. That Deadpool card was the first trading card that had Deadpool on it. He was since in various other sets, but that was the first trading card that had Deadpool on it. That stupid card People have been buying up copies of X-Force number one just so they can get the card and send it away to get it graded. And if you can get a perfect 10 uh, graded Deadpool card, these things are selling for hundreds of dollars on eBay right now. That's insane. Now, let me let me break this down for you. X-Force number one sold five million copies. Okay? okay. There were five million copies of this comic out in the world. And there were five characters on this card, which means at, on these cards, which means at least a thou- a million of these Deadpool cards are out in the world. Okay, but yet they're doing this. That's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, I'm telling you, man. People they get weird about stuff, and um, I I don't know. I think we're I think 2020 has been a weird year for the collectible market. Not just comics, not just cards. Just I just I, collectibles in general because. You had a year where everybody was trapped at home and unable to spend their money. Yeah. You know, they weren't able to go on trips. They weren't able to do big things. So like the housing market is just exploding right now. It is impossible. Like when you, if you want to put your house on the market, you're going to get offers quick because the housing market, there's just not enough inventory. People are buying houses like crazy. And so it's one of those things. People have money right now. And I've read, you know, articles talking about how, a lot of people in 2020, I don't know if it's just as a comfort thing, you know, they, they had they had time, they had money, and it was just a, such an uncomfortable year that they all kind of, everyone kind of like retreated to their to their hobbies and their likes or whatnot. But people bought a lot of like hobby stuff, like people bought back issues of comics, people bought baseball cards, hockey cards, ba- basketball cards, whatever. People bought a lot of this collectible stuff, and I mean, I think you're going to see a boom over the next 12 12 months or so. I think you're going to see prices rising on a bunch of stuff. So if you're one of these guys that plays the collectible market, kind of like the stock market, you know, you might be sitting on some stuff that you might want to consider putting up for sale and uh, capitalizing on this a little bit. You might make some money. Yeah. Like some of my old uh, Star Wars. Precisely, if you've got old, if you've got old pieces of memorabilia sitting around that you think uh, might be collectible, this may not be a bad time to look into the value of those things. You okay, might, you might be able to actually make some money. Boy, that's interesting. That's intriguing. Mm-hmm. And if we could jump onto that with the uh, cigar pulpit trading cards. 
Oh, dude, that's where you strike while the iron's hot. Get a BF Chicken rookie card in there. Oh, my God. Hey, by the way, everybody is speculating about where the BF Chicken's been. Um, That's been a big topic of conversation in the uh, Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Facebook group. Which, have, by the way, I guys, if you're, not a, if you're not a member, you need to get into that. But, like, you know, what were you just saying, Jeff? Have I not told you? I know where he is. Well, no, everybody's speculating because, like, there was a question about who would win in a fight between BF Chicken and Larry the Mute. And you know, and that's weird because I think that I forget who who asked that. Gervais asked that. Okay, Gervais has some insight because he knows something, and okay. I've hesitated to talk about this because I don't want to taint BF's good reputation. Oh. <laughs> yes, because he's got a stellar <laughs> reputation. BF is broken bad. What has BF done? I haven't seen him he, since we went to Tampa, dude. He went. <sighs> Okay, the last time I heard from him, and it was actually somebody that ran across him by accident, he's down in Juarez cockfighting. What? He's across the border. He's in Mexico, and he's cockfighting. Like, is and he, apparently, does apparently he have dominant. chickens, or is he, like, getting into the, no, the fight he's, himself? He's, he's in the fray. Oh, my God. Yeah, and it's, I mean, this nothing, this can't end well. I wouldn't think so. No. But he's been doing it and winning? Apparently, he's dominating. All right, then. That's that's what I, I'm learning that from third-party sources. You know me. I have some people. In Are there places board. online where you, I know you can go do, like, off-track betting for horses. Can I do off-track betting for, <laughs> I, for Mexican cockfighting? No, and, and you definitely don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a road you want to go down because I'm pretty sure that's illegal. I want to bet on my guy. You could travel down to El Paso, cross the uh, border, and go watch, I guess. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I don't necessarily know if I want to see it as much as I just kind of want to want to bet on my boy. Yeah, I I think I would avoid the cockfight betting at at all costs. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I I think that I think that's where things go poorly for you. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I, I just can... a, a word of warning. No, it's it's <clears throat> friends that I have in law enforcement that have told me he's down there. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. So does that mean he's on the radar of law enforcement? He is, and I don't know if he's going to be able to make it back in the country. Wow. Yeah, BF broke bad on us. It was all after that trip down to Tampa. I don't know who he got linked up with down there, but he's he's gone off the rails. Cockfighting in Juarez. Okay, yeah. well. Who, who knew? I mean, I could have seen it coming, but, you know. Yeah, we all should have. I mean, should have you know, seen honestly, it <laughs> as, as friends of his, we should have staged some sort of intervention. We, we should have seen it coming, but. Here's the deal, and you and I both didn't. know this. Stealing a hat, it, it's like the gateway to cockfighting. We should have known. You want to explain that one to me? I mean, I think it's self-explanatory. Okay. He got a, he got a taste of jail life. You remember that tat that he showed us down in uh, that prison tat he had down in uh, Tampa? Well, he got the teardrop. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right, then. Well, Jeff, why don't we get into a little bit of cigar news? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was one of the dumbest conversations we've ever had, by the way. <laughs> I, you know, we've had yeah, cigar news. Yay. We've had dumber. So have we? Probably. I don't know. That one was pretty good. Anyway. So first up, we have two articles today. One okay. is about um, a state that has done well. And the other is about a city that has done poorly. So last week. Uh, the North Dakota House of Representatives soundly rejected a couple of pieces of legislation that included tobacco taxes uh, going up and one, and and 
one of those bills actually would have more than tripled the tax on premium cigars. Wow. According to Half Wheel House Bill 1422, introduced by Rep. John Nelson, Republican from Rugby, called for the tax on premium cigars and pipe tobacco to be increased from 28% of the wholesale price to 92%. We need to recall that some bitch. In the case of a cigar with an MSRP of $9.50, that means the price of the register would have gone from $12.16 to $18.24 by half-wheel estimates. The bill also called for an increase on the tax rate on snuff from $0.60 to $1.96 per ounce and on chewing tobacco from $0.16 per ounce to $0.52 per ounce. That was defeated 58 to 33 during its second reading on the House floor. Uh, The chamber also defeated a bill that would have raised the tax on cigarettes by more than a dollar per pack by a vote of 66 to 25. So good on North Dakota for rejecting a cigar tax. And Rep. John Nelson, Republican from Rugby, you can suck it. (laughs) Amen. Amen. We need to stick BF on him. Exactly. This tiny little knock at the door. You walk out, look down, and he attacks your ankle. Yeah, all you hear is perfect, <laughs> and then it just <laughs> goes nuts. <laughs> and then moving to the second piece of news for the day. Last week, the Long Beach, California City Council apparently decided to go ahead and ignore the fact that there is a uh, going to be a. a vote of the people on a flavor ban- flavored tobacco ban and they decided they were going to unanimously vote to uh extend a uh temporary flavored tobacco ban and cause that to uh become a permanent one the move uh according to half wheel the move seems directly in response to delay of the enforcement of the state's flavored tobacco ban And there's going to be an exemption for hookah, as well as some premium flavored cigars, specifically premium cigars that cost at least $12 wholesale. And that language mirrors uh, language that was included in Senate Bill 793 that was signed into law by Gavin Newsom last year. Um, That law is currently subject to a ballot referendum and is not enforced and will be considered by voters next November. And if passed, it will go into effect in December of 2022. Why is $12 the threshold? I really don't know. Do they just pull that out of their ass? Probably. Here, Here's a piece of interesting. It says, uh, given the wholesale price requirement of $12 in California's current tax rate of 56.93%, the $12 wholesale requirement means that legal flavored premium to cigars would start at $37 in Long Beach if retailers use normal <sighs> margins for those products. Oh, my God. So that means your acid would be like... 37 bucks it's insane right well you know what you know what this is going to do we're we're creating what we had with marijuana we're legalizing marijuana all over the place there's even a there's even a lounge opening in a small town in southern illinois yep okay so we're legalizing this all over the place we're going to create a black market for cigars well i mean let's be real you're what what's going to happen is you're going to have people that want that flavored stuff, at least initially, going online and ignoring the brick and mortars. Yep. But then once the state catches so up, hurt your local business. and once the state catches up and starts instituting that same tobacco tax and everything like that on the online guys, that's when you're going to start creating black markets where people are having their buddies in other states shipping them in cigars and things like that. Yep. Yep. I don't know. Wow. 
this is this is nuts. Well, and okay, I'm going to take this a step further. You and I have talked on many occasions about the thefts that happened down in Florida with yes. some of our friends in the cigar industry. Yes. Is that what these people are doing? Are they getting these cigars, storing them somewhere in you know humidity controlled warehouses, and waiting for that to go black market with those cigars? Um, probably not. But I mean, you say that maybe. I don't I mean, know. I don't many, know. Okay, how many manufacturers do you know right now that have had cigars stolen? A in number. The last year. A number, but I will say I don't know uh, how many of them had flavored products stolen. No, no, no. They don't have to have flavored products stolen. They can infuse those cigars. Am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the process is for like necessarily like an acid, but um, yeah, I mean, you can you can take a already rolled done cigar, you know, jam it in a, a bourbon barrel and, and eventually after some time, it's going to take on those flavor notes. Exactly. And, you know, some of them use uh, flower oils and different things. You know, we, we've heard about that. So maybe that's the case. Coffee. Or maybe they're just getting them to sell on the black market when all these taxes go up. They may be hedging their bets now. And it's that whole that whole thing that we talked about with Trey. It's cheaper to, to make a cigar now. Well, it's cheaper to steal a cigar now and then sell it later at a higher price. Maybe, maybe. that's what's going on. Maybe. I don't know. So anyway, yeah. so there, there's all there's all kinds of like mob action and black market things that they're going to create with these just ginormous taxes and and banning these cigars. Well, props to the uh, representatives in North Dakota. And, uh, you know, once again, suck it to the city council of Long Beach. Yeah. Well, Jeff, uh, now that we've gotten some cigar news in. You want to go ahead and answer some listener questions? With uh, I think it's time for Ask the Boys. Ask the Boys. Shall we play a game? You talking to me? I have a question for you. You got to ask me nicely. Ask me about my winner. You got a question. You ask the Epa. Come on, sucker. Let's get it on. All righty. So we got a couple of questions here. Guys, we need your questions, though, so make sure you call the Ask the Boys hotline at area code 863-874-0000. Ask us anything. You know, we take all kinds of questions, not just cigar questions, life questions, whatever. You know, we're, we we don't profess to be experts, but we do like to uh, go ahead and spout our answers. So we play, it on, we play experts on the podcast. Exactly, exactly. I stayed at a Holiday Inn last night. It's good. <laughs> Isn't that the way the commercial goes? It's like, I'm not a doctor, but I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. Anyway, well, how about we get to the uh, the first call here? Hey, good afternoon, fellas. This is Kevin, a.k.a. Fabuccino. Um, I actually have a few questions here for you guys. The first one, since I know you guys are more you know, biased towards Star Trek, so I'm not going to include Enterprise, but between TARDIS and the Millennium Falcon, which one do you guys choose? Uh, second question for Gators specifically, can you give me some of the do's and don'ts when you're fermenting food, and what is one of the most funkiest stuff you try to ferment? And lastly, if I would have one last cigar, I would choose Crook of the Crown by Stolen Throne. Uh, it's just chocolatey goodness, but anyhow, keep up, keep up the good work. I miss you, Larry, and I'll see you later. Bye. 
Well, thank you, Kevin. It's good to hear from you, man. And, um, you know, as for his uh, cigar choice, the Crook of the Crown, I can't say as I've ever had that. Um, I've heard a lot about it from uh, the straight cut guys, but I have not actually had one. And But it's on my list of ones to try out. So I don't know if the TARDIS is a fair... I don't know if that's a fair fight against the Millennium Falcon. Well, yeah, because, I mean, with the TARDIS, you can go anywhere in space and time, and it's bigger on the inside. It is. I, there's a joke there, but I'm going to let that go. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, my God. Now, if I move on to fermenting. Okay, I'm all about fermenting foods. By the it's way, the, I, uh, if that... Just, just, I to, just to go back, TARDIS. TARDIS? Not, a, not a fair fight, but TARDIS. Yeah, the TARDIS is pretty cool. I mean, you can't. I don't know how. That's it's a not, cold box. It's not a. Love it's not a fair comparison between that and the Millennium Falcon. It's it's TARDIS no. all the way. So Tardis. anyway, all right. So okay, moving so on. Fermented, fermented foods. Fermented foods. Um, I am a big fan of fermenting foods, and I've I've made no no bones about that. I ferment a lot of foods. I in the past have made my own kombucha. Now I've got away from that recently, just because I've let my scobies go dormant. Not um, your scobies. Yes, my scobies. God damn it, it's... you let the scobies go dormant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's a colony of bacteria. That, that word just amuses me. Scoby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some people call it a mother. Okay. Um, but I've let I've let my mothers go dormant. And but I've, I've heard of that in relation to like sourdough bread. Yeah, exactly. The sourdough is a fermented food. Okay. Yeah, it's also called like friendship bread or Amish bread. You'll hear people talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, I in the past I have fermented all kinds of stuff. I have fermented tomatoes. You have to really watch those because they have a high acid count. But I've fermented tomatoes. I've done uh, hot peppers, and I made some of the hottest jalapenos I've ever eaten in my entire life. Um, <laughs> I've also fermented. Sounds like uh, a good thing for your ulcerative colitis. Exactly right. Um. <laughs> Oddly enough, it is, but yeah, in a weird way. Uh, but I've also, I also do my own kimchi. I do my own sauerkraut. Um, I fermented carrots. One of the coolest things to do is to grind up or grate up a little ginger and put it in with your carrots as they ferment, and it gives them an incredible flavor. Okay. So I'm all about fermenting stuff. Um, as far as the funkiest thing I've ever fermented, um, I, I mean, it all kind of gets funky. <laughs> yeah, it all kind of gets funky when you do it. Um, it off gases, you know, just, just like if you're, you know, that's why you put like an airlock on uh, wine or beer, different things that you ferment. It's kind of like you, it off gases a lot. Exactly. You want that, you. you want it to off gas, but not suck in, you know, oxygen back in. So that's why you have an airlock with water in it to keep that from happening. Um, but yeah, every, everything I fermented, I've eaten and enjoyed. So I can't really say there's been anything funky and I've let people try the stuff that I fermented. And I've created fans. Um, one of the one of the things that I fermented at one point was uh, turnips, and I made them. I shredded them um, and used them like uh, sauerkraut and made turnip kraut. And that was one of my most requested items I've ever made by people. Once they tried it, they were hooked. Huh. So I love fermenting foods. It's it, it, there's kind of a science to it, and it's kind of artful. Yeah, it, it's it's just fun to do. And if you get into it, there's a guy to follow. And I don't know if I mentioned him on the show before, but his name is Sandor Katz. Okay. Sandor Katz has written two incredible books about fermenting, probably more than that, but two that I know of. 
And if you look him up online, you can find all kinds of tutorials by him. But he is like the godfather of fermented foods. Okay. So there you go. So anybody interested in fermenting, look up Sandor Katz. You'll thank me. All right. Well, Kevin, thanks for the question, man. Moving on to our second and final question of this week's Ask the Boys. Hey, Nick. Hey, Gator. This is Teddy, from, a.k.a. the Smoking Gorilla off Instagram. Quick question. When it comes down to cigar lounges, and, of, of course, you're going to have a humidor stocked with cigars, what is the quintessential thing or theme that you're looking for whenever you go into a um, cigar lounge and you want to sit down, of course, to have a cigar? But what is it that makes it a cigar lounge for you or and for you uh, as well, Gator? Uh, certain things that like uh, people like want couches or you know just something that stand, that makes a cigar lounge a cigar lounge. Love to hear your uh, thoughts on that, and y'all have a blessed and smoky day. Bye. Well, that's a good question. Um, that is, Teddy. Love you, brother. Yeah, good to hear from you, Teddy. So, what makes a cigar lounge a good cigar lounge? Obviously, as Teddy was pointing out, you know what it is all. Um, it is all personal. It is all personal opinion. Um, so, you know, some people get different, have different things. You know, some people are looking for places where they can get a drink to go along with their cigars. That's not really my thing. So I don't really, you know, care. But, um, you know, but for me, I don't even really think you need a like super huge stocked humidor. You and I have been to a couple lounges, Jeff, that, their humidors are not really huge, you know, they have what they have. And, uh, you know, when you look through them, you kind of find something that you like. I mean, um, I'm trying to think, uh, what was that place that we went to in Indianapolis? The last one that we went to with all the, um, um, with the Asian restaurant. Yes. Um, Oh, was it sticks? Yes. Sticks. Good call. So we went to sticks in Indianapolis and, I would not say that was a big humidor. No. That was a tiny humidor, and but it was well curated. They had a number of good cigars, and they had some cigars that I'd never tried before, some cigars that I can't get locally. And so even though it was a small selection, I found something there. And well, what? Go ahead. And, and I was going to say, the, the thing that made that a fun experience and I'm going to say that about most most cigar lounges that I go into. It was the people we were with. Exactly. You know, we we met up. Uh, which which event was that? That was the second part of the 2020 Traveling Freak Show and Cigar Evangelical Revival. But there was actually an event going on that we. Kinda, it was a it was a barrel burners event, I believe. Burners, yeah. Right. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was Ashold or Barrel Burners. Sorry, yeah. guys. I I locked up. It was a year ago. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that was a fun event. They had giveaways. They had a collection for cigars for warriors. There there was a lot of neat stuff going on. Not to mention the food there was great. But the people we were with made that night. I agree, and I, and I think that goes for a lot of the lounges. I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, you can have a huge humidor and you can have a room full of comfortable furniture and everything like that. But if the people there are douchey or off-putting or clickish to where they're not willing to converse and you're just sitting there kind of by yourself staring at the wall you know you might burn one cigar and leave you know the place you know the, 
the place where you want to hang out is the place where you feel welcome and part of the conversation and you can like jump in and really start to, to have a good time. And you know what I've noticed? What's that? The more expensive places, and I'm not picking on them because they, they have their own niche and they serve their purpose. Yeah. But you know, like Stanley's here in St. Louis or the, what, what was the kind of bougie place we went to in Indianapolis? Nikki Blaine's. Nikki Blaine's. At Nikki Blaine's, you and I sat and talked to each other at Stanley's. We, for the most part, sat and talked to each other. Well, and I... Places aren't set up for you to mingle with That is exactly what I was about to say. It all comes down to furniture arrangement. And I've talked about this on the show before, but I'll I'll touch on this again. Furniture arrangement is vital for creating the environment in the lounge that you want. If you want to create a place where you have segmented off little private areas where a group of four or five people can come in, sit down, and just talk amongst themselves, you can do that, but that means that a guy that comes in maybe by himself is not going to be, like, is not going to have the ability to jump into conversations, meet new people, and everything else. They're going to be segmented off from everybody. Whereas if you create the room in such a way that it's one large open room where all the chairs and couches kind of are facing one another and and it's like one big conversational space. Yes. What that and 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 I will point out, you know, the Riverman, he's got that with his uh lounge. Um the Hill has that with their lounge. Um, both here in St. Louis lit on the other hand is set up where it can go either way. It can go either way. Um yeah. you know, the chairs are low enough that you can very easily create um a big space out of a bunch of little spaces if you want. And it's one of those things where I think if you do that, if you have the furniture and ra- arranged in such a way, what that allows you to do is if you want to have a private conversation, you kind of move to the outer edge or you sit at the outer edge and you kind of converse amongst yourselves. But yep. but it's open enough that if when you're done with your private conversation, you want to jump into the big conversation, you can very easily do so. And I think that's important for for creating that communal lounge experience. Now, Nick, have you ever walked in? Because I have. Um, and it, granted, it was during COVID, and it was over in Missouri, not in the St. Louis area. But I walked into a lounge and immediately had, like, all eyes on me staring at me. I don't know if they thought I was, like, some government spy coming in to catch them doing something they shouldn't be doing during COVID or what. But I've had that experience at a couple of lounges where you walk in. And you just kind of get eyeballed because you're the outsider. And that's never inviting. No, that's not inviting. And, yeah, I've had that. I mean, um, I'll admit, typically when I encounter that, it's usually um, if I go to a lounge during the day. Um, yes. And it's usually like the, uh, I'm just going to say, it, it's it's the old white guy crowd, you know, sitting there yep. just hanging right. out. And they've got their little click and they know each other. And they're hanging out and smoking cigars. And, you know, the outsiders, they, we sit on the edge. They have their conversation. You don't really jump in, you know, that kind of thing. Um, It seems to me that there is that contingent. But I don't know. I mean, I tend to not find that much in the evenings at a lot of these places. It seems like the evening time, that's when you get more social individuals in there. Yeah. But I don't know. I can't say that 
generally because I guess maybe there are some places where really nice guys are going to the lounge during the afternoon. I don't know. But my in my experience going during the day, you tend to find people that are either clickish or are there maybe working and taking advantage of the space to to work and smoke a Which, cigar and that kind of but thing. But I have both done that as well. I was gonna say we've done that as well. So I can't I can't I don't criticize people for doing that. And, you know, but you can also look at somebody and determine, oh, they're working. You know, they typically have their laptop open or something like that. Maybe yeah. headphones on, you know, that kind of thing. And I don't mind that. But, yeah, no, I mean, it. It. I've, I've encountered that. I think what you're talking about is maybe like a small lounge where you walk in and it's like the old boys club sitting there. And you walk in, and all of a sudden, the bar just, you know, the rec- the, the the needle comes off the record, and everyone's just kind of yes. staring at you like, what the hell are you doing here? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, no, I get you. But, yeah, so, yeah so I, I if think you're, it, If you're a lounge owner and you want to create that ultimate experience, you know, take take the new person in and introduce them to the people in the lounge. You know? Yeah. That's, I, I well, think that's I, something that would go along. And like, I'll say. Hey, this, this is Jeff. He's in from St. Louis and he, you know, he does this podcast about cigars. There may be somebody there that listens to it that has no idea otherwise that you or I would be in the lounge. Dan does that all the time. Dan and Cindy, they both do that at Riverman, that if there's somebody there that, um, you know, is there that maybe they either think we haven't met before or something like that, they'll, they'll introduce. Um, I know the very first time I went to the Hill, you know, Danny, uh, she took me to the back. She <laughs> kind of grabbed me by the arm and took me to the back and, um, you know, kind of, I know very loudly, um, introduced me to everybody. And, and, uh, you know, at that point, everybody's nice and inviting. And so it's one of those things where, yeah, I think, I think the shop owner and the employees are vital to creating that community space. I think the furniture arrangement is vital and, and important to that community space. And then ultimately, I think it comes down to the customers as well. So, you know, it's hard to say to to circle back to Teddy's question. It's hard to say um, like one specific thing that like when I walk into a cigar shop slash lounge that I say, oh, they don't have this. Well, this isn't what I'm looking for. You know, that kind of thing. I don't think there is that. But find something to smoke. Yeah, yeah. Cigar wise, yeah. Cigar wise, I don't think there's any one specific thing, but in terms of uh, things that I do look at, I do look at furniture arrangement. You know, when I walk into a lounge, I look at furniture arrangement, and if it's if it's one of those things where everybody's kind of segregated off, then I realize, okay, this is a place where I'm supposed to talk to my friends, not a place for me to, uh, you know, converse and get to know a whole bunch of other people. Whereas yeah. if I walk in and uh, all the chairs are facing like maybe in like a semicircle or something like that to where everybody can kind of have a big conversation, then I realize, okay, I might be drawn into a conversation with a whole bunch of other people. And if I don't want that, I need to take it upon myself to sit at the outside of that and um, kind of give whatever indicators, be it headphones or something like that, that I'm looking to uh, detach from everybody. You well, know. and the furniture does go a long way because there's a shop, and I'm not going to call them out because I don't want to do that, but there's a shop in Southern Illinois that you go to, and their smoking area is two really uncomfortable wicker chairs right up by the front counter. Yeah. And it does make for a, a fun experience. And that's, you know, yeah. you want the plush chairs, and you want to be able to, 
you know, sit and BS with other people. True, but I mean, there are a number of shops where lounges are just not part of their business model that, you know, their business model is they are a shop and you walk in, you buy your tobacco and you leave. And, you know, maybe the shop you're referring to, maybe it's a matter of space. He doesn't have the space for, for a bunch of chairs or something like that. I think those in, in this case, those two wicker chairs are probably just there more as, as a half convenience for maybe friends, you know, like, Hey, you're coming in. I think in. it's an uninvite to stay there and smoke. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's at least one shop I'm thinking of in St. Louis and they up until very recently did not even have a lounge. They, they just had like um, a couple of chairs kind of on the show floor that you could sit. And I always find that awkward. You know, I don't want to be yep. sitting in a chair while everyone's like coming in and shopping around me. Um, so I would I would have never considered stopping and staying and having a smoke at that place. Now that they have the room in the back, technically I think it's a private room for like paid members, but I think it's one of those things where if there are no paid members that are using it, they'll go ahead and let you sit back there, you know that kind of thing, but uh, okay. Um, you know, but then there's another shop in St. Louis that I can think of off the top of my head. They have no space to sit. It is it is exactly what I was saying. You know, you walk in, you buy your sticks, you pay, and you leave. And yep. that's that. And, uh, you know, it's 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 all a matter of the business model, you know. Well, and Illinois law has forced that on our side of the river because if you weren't a pre-existing shop when the new laws went into effect, it's nearly impossible to start a cigar lounge and have smoking on site. Which is why I'm very curious. You brought it up earlier that there's a pot lounge going into a – a uh, small town in Southern Illinois. And I find yes. it so interesting. Um, and I'd love to know more about the requirements and regulations and everything put upon that pot lounge, because in Illinois, you can't have a cigar lounge with smoking in indoors in a building that is connected to any other business or residence. So it has to be a freestanding building uh, that's at least 15 feet in all directions from any other building because heaven forbid the secondhand smoke get to them and everything like that. Right. But I want to know like this pot lounge, is it in a strip mall? Is it in a building that's closer than 15 feet to any other building? Is there an apartment above, you know, another business connected to it? You know what I mean? I want to know all this I, stuff because, I... because if there are, if you've got a pot lounge that is being held to a lower standard, than a cigar lounge, that's bullshit. Yes. Because you can get a contact high. Exactly. You're not get a contact high off of a cigar. No, you're not. You're going to smell a cigar, but you're not going to get a contact high off it. But with marijuana, intended, you can get a contact high. I had intended to do some research on that before Snowmageddon hit this week. Uh, okay. So that may be a week or two off, and I will uh, do some research. Yeah, and work circle back that. on that, because I'm not going to, I'm very curious about that. Well, anyway, well, Teddy. Thanks so much for the question, man. And uh, stay safe. I saw on your Instagram that you're out driving in Snowmageddon 2021. Oh, be careful. And, um, you know, I I hope that you're staying safe and driving careful. So, you know, take it easy on the roads. But anyway, otherwise, guys, this has been this week's Ask the Boys. Make sure you get your questions to us uh, via the Ask the Boys hotline, area code 863-874-0000. And Nick, today's Cinco Vegas is brought to us by My Monthly Cigars. 
What are you uh, What are you getting on your cigar there, Jeff? I'm down to the final third of mine. Yeah, I'm done with mine. I always smoke a little faster My than you do. Pepper ramped up in the uh, second yeah. half and definitely ramped thing. up in the final third. I didn't do another retro hail. I'm not going to lie. That first one was enough. Yeah, I I I kind of I did one additional one. Uh, I muted out the cough, <laughs> um, but uh, I I did one more, and the pepper was definitely still present on that retro hail. And it's a good cigar. I like it. Um, I'll say this for Robusto. It smoked fairly slow. I mean, I probably got well over an hour out of that Robusto, which um, normally for me, a Robusto lasts about 45 minutes. So I'll, I'll give it I'll give it its due. It, it smoked fairly slow. Um, and uh, Nick, tell everybody what is MyMonthlyCigars.com. So, yeah. So this cigar came to us from the February My Monthly Cigars box. And My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service where you can get a box of premium cigars sent to your door every month. Uh, they come in a variety of sizes. We get the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. There you also have the El Presidente, which is eight cigars for $50. That's two of everything that's in the Robusto box, which is good for sharing. And if you use offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T. that gets you free shipping on your first box as well as 20% off any of the items in their online store because Nick's got a great online store with cigars and accessories and other fun stuff that you can go check out. So make sure you head over to MyMonthlyCigars.com. And guys, don't forget to sign up for the Ash Cash program. Um, you need to sign up for Ash Cash and get that so you can uh, earn points and credit for the purchases that you make. So, Nick, I know... I know we have our cigar giveaway to do, but let's tell everybody how they reach us on the socials. So, guys, you can follow us on the Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. That's my page. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, um, and you can reach out to us through CigarPulpit.com, and then make sure you get your questions to us from or through the Ask the Boys hotline at area code 863-874-0000. And circling back to Facebook real quick, I mentioned it earlier in the show, but make sure you sign up and get in on that Cigar Pulpit Parishioners group. It's It's been fun. Everybody's been sharing stuff. It's been a good time. Yeah, so, that has been a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of people are joining up, so thank you. Yep. So That, anyway, was, that was all Nick's idea. and I It was not back. my idea. I covered it last day. It was listener Trent. That was, okay, tr- it was, it was all Trent's, Trent's idea. idea. So it was all Trent's idea. Anyway, so Jeff, why don't we give away some cigars? Let's do it. All right. So guys, it's time for the weekly giveaway, and you can get in on the weekly giveaway by going over to cigarpulpit.com, signing up for the email newsletter. Jeff, seriously. What? You're like all zoomed in on your eyeball, and it's really just oh, disturbing. I don't really know how FaceTime works. Anyway. Um Go over to cigarpulpit.com, sign up for the email newsletter. As long as you're signed up for the email newsletter, you will be signed up to win prizes in the weekly giveaway. And, I mean, seriously. <laughs> now Jeff's showing me his nipple. Um, anyway. Uh, so, anyway. Um, this is Mardi Gras, by the way. Today is literally Mardi Gras. Sign up for the newsletter. That gets you in on the prizes. And we have Let the good times roll. We have plans for the newsletter at some point here very soon. But I'm God, you have just derailed me. Anyway, listen <laughs> the the person 
the winner. You have to get me an email by Monday of next week telling me that you're the winner and giving me your shipping address. And you just mail I'll me. I'll be looking for my beads. Mail me at nick at cigarpulpit.com. Just tell me you're the winner. Get me the shipping address, and we'll go from there. So this week's winner is Jason Bono. Jason Bono. Jason Bono. So make sure you send us your information, and we will get you some cigars. Happy Mardi Gras, everybody. Oh, my God. Today's Mardi Gras. You have been so good up until, like, just now. And now, all of a sudden, you just. <laughs> so, so okay. Jeff moved inside, guys. I Jeff, did. Jeff moved Jeff inside. Froze. He got cold. He moved inside. And, um, you know, I didn't bust him out at the time for it. I didn't, you know, whatever. But Jeff, uh, <laughs> he moved inside. I did. He went and took a shit. So I was on uh, face. I was on FaceTime. I, there's no okay. You staring, have no proof of that. I, oh, I have screenshots. I Jeff. sat up in the back. I have a screenshot. I have a screenshot. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I was sitting in the bathroom, but I yeah. was not doing. Yeah. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So, so he went inside, took a shit. Um, conveniently, his phone died right about the same time that I'm assuming he probably had to bidet his ass. Um, thankfully he at least took me off FaceTime for that. I'm glad of that. And then now, now he's back and, uh, he's in like a bedroom and Here, there's so, proof. I'm going to send you a picture. So there's proof of where my phone battery is. I'm Just sure your phone battery is very low. Your phone battery is always very low. Always low. Always yeah. low. It died. But the point is, um, now he's in a bedroom and now he's Plugged deciding, now he's deciding he's gonna, you know flash me nipple and all kinds of other fun stuff so you know i wasn't gonna do it outside it's disturbing very disturbing. lord it was cold in the garage anyway all right jeff well final thoughts on the uh five vegas nicaragua oh good stick i enjoyed it um again had the hints of caramel off the beginning a lot of uh black pepper you know on the retro hail and that kind of oh, leathery good, good cigar leathery texture flavor kind of going yep. on with it as well so no, it was and that's a, not a note I picked up till you said it, and then I, you know, maybe it's the power of suggestion, but I, I got it after you talked about. Yeah, it, it was a good cigar. I liked it. I liked it. Well, good stuff. Well, Very this good. has been another episode. This has been this another show, another sermon, as it were, another sermon. So yes, this has been another sermon from of the cigar pulpit, coming to you from the JRE Aladino Mobile Studios, and uh, I'm Nick. I'm Gator. Everybody, stay safe and stay smoky. Any big plans for Mardi Gras? No. Oh, I love Mardi Gras. I'll tell you what, they canceled it this year, and you know what happened? What? Health froze over. Snowmageddon. Snowmageddon.